When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, coming to you at long last from my dear sweet home of Los Angeles. And before we get into my chat with Landon Sider, I want to thank each and every one of you for the love and support that you extended to me during my recent illness. You really, really boosted my spirits, and uh, that helped to make things not as scary as they would have been otherwise. And I'm essentially back to normal health-wise. I have to take a little extra care with my stomach for a few more months, but you know what? In light of what's going on in the world... It hardly matters. I just wanted to mention all of this so I could say once again, thank you all so, so much. And as I said, I'm in my apartment and I ain't leaving anytime soon. I hope that's the same for you. Now, anyone who has to leave your place because of work obligations or family obligations, etc., I'm wishing you all of the protection and care available and I send my love. Anyone else, please join me. Stay inside. But, you know, if you're listening to this show, you know what's best already, and you're already inside. So, hope you're enjoying yourself, and if you're not, if you're having some tough times, there are resources that you absolutely should be taking advantage of, okay? So, if you are having some struggles, text the word HOME to 741741. That's a United States number. If you're in the UK, text SHOUT to 85258. And if you're outside America or England, I'm sure a quick online search will reveal other resources similar to the ones I just mentioned. As many of you know, a lot of our friends are out of work right now, but thankfully there's a lot of things we can do to help ease that pain. So see what's going on with your favorite performers, especially your local queens, and find out if there's a Venmo or a Cameo account and OnlyFans, and then do what you can. If you can't afford financial support, try to boost their signal online. And speaking of online, you want to get into some hot online drag shows? Well, you're in luck because on Friday the 20th, Bitch Puddin is hosting the Digital Drag Show, featuring other friends of ours like Alaska, Bible Girl, Land Insider, and so many more. Tune in to twitch.tv slash bitchpuddin, that's B-I-Q-T-C-H-P-U-D-D-I-N, at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, and uh, various times around the globe. West Hollywood legend Rhea Latre is also serving you some online shows on Mondays and Wednesdays, so head on over to her Instagram, which you're probably already following, but if you're not, find it at R-H-E-A-L-I-T-R-E for more info. And you can also check the episode description of this episode, and you will find links that will carry you away to the magic. And for bands and singers that you like, especially the independent ones, buy their records, buy their merch, whatever it is, because they can't tour right now. No one can. Basically, support the things that you love. Oh, and uh, speaking of that, this episode is brought to you exclusively by Patreon.com slash Craig and Friends. That's right, Patreon.com slash Craig and Friends. Matter of fact, a lot of upcoming episodes will be brought to you solely by Patreon.com slash Craig and Friends, a.k.a. Hot Dog Club. Uh, you know, I got an email the other day about some sponsor shakeups with ad placements. Apparently... There's quite a few companies who don't know what to do right now in this current climate, and they're reshuffling and sometimes removing spots while they figure it out. So now is the absolute perfect time to head on over to patreon.com slash Craig and Friends and become a patron. 
Because that way, you'll be supporting the production of the show, and you'll be getting an ocean of exclusive full-length episodes. The $5 tier gets you the bonus episodes. But a sexier option by far? Well, it's the $7 tier, in which you get the bonus episodes plus the listener questions episodes. Oh, but the sexiest, most sophisticated and chic option? Well... That would be the $10 option. Because when you join at the $10 tier, you get the bonus episodes, the listener questions episodes, and you're welcomed into Movie Club. That's right, Movie Club, where you are a part of the deep discussion, dissection, and analysis of films like Casino, Hairspray, Suspiria, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, A Star is Born, Craig Russell's Outrageous. The list goes on and on and on. And Movie Club is fabulous, and I'm not just saying that because I know the guy who makes it. In addition to me, you get to hear episodes with people like Willem, Katya, Alaska, Bright Light, Bright Light, Jake Shears, John Grant, and, coming soon to Movie Club, my friend and noted bisexual, Gabby Dunn. You're probably familiar with her Bad With Money podcast, her Just Between Us podcast and YouTube channel, and she's going to be joining me for the 1980 Jodie Foster and Cherie Curry classic, Foxes. Oh, but there's so much more. But you know what? We got a show to listen to. So head on over to patreon.com slash Craig and Friends, sign up, and slide on in to the Thunderbuns of Hot Dog Club. A Russian ballerina stopping on a bureaucrat. A perky suburban housewife who just got into scats. Give it a beep, bop, 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 bow, bop, bop, bop. It's whimsically volatile. And uh, let me just get a mic check on you, just on the level. Give me a couple words. Oh, uh, hey. Rolling with the homies. Perfect. Perfect. I think we got the show. It's yeah, done. we're done. We're done. <laughs> Good. Dear listeners, prepare yourself, because on this episode of Whimsically Volatile, I am pleased to present you a groundbreaking treasure of the many splendor drag world, a king amongst queens who strides into your hearts and minds as easily as the glitter rains down from his umbrella, the shape-shifting epitome of glamdrogyny. That's right, I'm speaking of the one, the only, the fierce, the fabulous, the pride of Long Beach, the reigning champion of Dragula, and my guest today, London. Cider. I love that so much. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you so Thank much for you. coming over. Honestly, the only reason why I decided to come on the show is because of, I was couldn't wait to hear my intro. So, <laughs> well, again, you <laughs> know, I thought, we, I thought we had the show done earlier. Now we got we're fully done. done the show. Yeah, we got no, two shows done. done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, did you drive from Long Beach today? I did. Did you grow up in Long Beach? No, I'm um, LA all my life, mm-hmm. but I moved to Long Beach when I was around 23, 24. And oh, okay. I've been there since. Cool. Now, what brought you to Long Beach? Um, a roommate possibility because okay. I was living um on my own in a one bedroom apartment after my mom died, and um I was just kind of weirder, and I just kind of was lonely. I sure. had some friends say, "Hey, we're gonna buy a house, but we can't really afford it to do it on our own, so we need a roommate. Do you want to be our roommate?" And I mm-hmm. said, "Sure." And Long Beach was so gay, so I loved it already. So it was like an easy answer. I just uh, spent my first time in Long Beach recently for the Tammy Brown 20th anniversary gala. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get to go to that, but I'm sh- it sounded like it was going to be great. Oh, and it's at your stomping grounds, yeah, right? Hamburger Mary's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I couldn't believe how amazing that Hamburger Mary's is. Oh, yeah. Obviously, the WeHo one's great, but that one is 
unbelievable. It is a yeah. stadium. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you could like drive a car through there. Totally. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. someone has, like at least a stunt car or something. Something. Yeah, something. Hopefully, <laughs> maybe one day that, that'll be part of someone's number. <laughs> like they have a lot of rules at Hamburger Mary's when it comes to what you can perform. So, Oh, do they? they what are some do. of the rules? Well, they have a certain licensing, like the cabaret style licensing, mm-hmm. so you can't do, like you can't show certain body parts. You can't even give a new illusion of body parts. You can't oh, like um, have flame or powder or glitter or like all that shit that I break anyway. But, okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to ask, you must have run yeah, up against that. I, I have, yeah. 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 And I've encouraged um, artists when I bring them in and I know they do some risque looks that are against the rules. I'm like, yeah. I want you to do it anyway. <laughs> just pretend like you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear them. It was loud. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you start performing at Hamburger Mary's? Um, that was my home bar. So my very first performance was at Hamburger Mary's. Oh, it was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And what age were you when that, that happened? Twenty. 28 somewhere in there 2009 mm-hmm. sure and mm-hmm. describe for me what that looked like what was the song and what was the vibe um it was a hot mess is what it looked like <laughs> I, lo- I, I look like a lesbian in her brother's clothes uh-huh. um and uh as a overachiever i did two numbers and even being more of an overachiever i did two mixes whoa so i uh, in very very amateurish style made a couple mixes in the first one was my debut number was a masked feminine presenting human body mm. and a bunch of songs I don't remember because I smoke a lot of marijuana <laughs> um, that went from like um, I think I had like the gossip in there oh um, sure yeah, yeah and then I don't even remember I just really liked the gossip so I probably mm-hmm. performed to them and it went through a, like an evolution of this character of like um the storyline because you know me and stories sure um went from feminine presenting into kind of having like a evolution of finding himself mm-hmm. and i changed on stage from a dress into my brother's clothes mm-hmm. that i don't even have a brother which is really um, amazing you just happen to have those around too it's <laughs> I, to have I mean the, the detail level that you're going already yeah. right that's my <laughs> right. first number god and um and then it went into Freebird. I remember ending on Freebird and I ripped off the mask yeah. and I just celebrated in my freedom and my boobs came untaped and were bouncing <laughs> around and I was just holding my tits, celebrating my freedom. <laughs> and then my other one was like a uh, sexy, I'm a, I'm a try to charm the pants off you kind of character, mm-hmm. which I still do often. Yes, sure. Now, yeah. what would be the number done with that? What would be the song? Um, I know you like Depeche Mode, right? I do, but I, he did it, they didn't come into my repertoire for a while. Okay. Um, I don't remember that one either. Mm-hmm. God, I'm not very good at this already. Am I? Well, I mean, look, I mean, <laughs> just this is, we're this is, not, this is the entire interview. You weren't supposed to get this. Is it? <laughs> you're <laughs> going to ask me details. You're going to ask me song titles. You're going to yeah. ask me a lot of things. I'm not going to know the answer. That's to. cool. That's cool. I'm going to okay. try to find even more obscure things and stuff farther in the past. <laughs> and you're like such the opposite. You're like you know every title and every year and every detail and who wrote it and who produced it and how oh, many people so were on the crew. And I'm just like I have no idea. Well, that's so sweet. It's funny you bring that up though because I'm always fascinated with this. Every Everyone has a different style of memory. Oh yeah, you know, and you are obviously much more of a visual memory person. And right. I, I know that there's classifications, and I, I'm not getting that right. I know that there's like probably definitions. Perfect, perfect. I think you. we should high five on that one. <laughs> right, and yeah. uh, but there's, I think that there's a bunch of different styles of like learning or memory or whatever. Mm-hmm. When looking at the incredible art that you do, thank you. Uh, you oh, you're welcome. The special effects makeup, as you describe it, which I think is a wonderful description, mm-hmm. and I want to get into that further in a minute, but. 
looking at the level of detail and the emotion that I see even in the shading, uh-huh. uh, that is something that would be far outside my grasp. And that speaks to a level of retention of detail and um, reference right. in a visual medium mm-hmm. that would completely outstrip mine. Okay, And so I, that's what I love is that I feel like we all have these different... Um, I guess like little Tron cars of of memory on different tracks. Oh, I love that. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I love that. Especially like the 80s reference. (laughs) (laughs) Like glow in the dark reference. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I could pick something very topical (laughs) and relatable. (laughs) I'm happy that I knew the 80s decade that was involved in the Tron reference. Are you fond of the 80s? (laughs) I am. Mm -hmm. um, Not so much in detail like we talked about, but I I was born in 80. So I had my early childhood was based in fluorescent colors and, you know, cheesy pop music. Sure. Um, And then when I got older, I realized that there was a whole alternative side of the 80s that I was like, oh, I like this one so much better. <laughs> I know it is crazy. Like there's all that stuff, the fluorescent neon, and then mm-hmm. there's like, again, Depeche Mode. Yeah. All this other stuff going on yeah. at the same time. Yeah. I mean, there must be the similar things in, in every decade, but for some reason in the 80s, there's so much stuff. MTV probably had a big, a I think big it, yeah. movement with that. Totally, because like Duran Duran um, wasn't really selling a lot in America, but MTV, people freaked out. Like yeah. Iowa suddenly flipped out over Duran Duran, right, which see? like wouldn't happen before. You That's know, guys true. in makeup like that. Uh-huh, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> like glam rock, you know, crashed yeah. and burned here before. But anyway. Totally. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like people are not ready. But glamdrogyny, uh-huh. I, I love that phrase, and I've only and you came up with that, right? That's I your didn't phrase. come up with it. Um, okay. I did embrace it. Um, it was something that I heard. Um, as the kind of evolution of Kings I was watching on social media started mm. to evolve into more colorful makeups and things. And mm-hmm. I was already playing with it, but I didn't know what to call it. And um, a few Kings that I saw started to use that word. I'm like, oh, I like that word. It's a great and so word. It definitely didn't come up with it, but I, I define myself almost by it now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Now, when did you start playing around with makeup and uh, the identities? The identities came from growing up and acting and performing, Mm -hmm. Um, but the makeup came in high school. I started playing with um, special effects stuff and right Mm -hmm. out of high school, I was always purchasing the like throughout the year. I would go to the Halloween club. Mm -hmm. Um, If you know the store here in Southern California, they have a few locations and they're open all year long and they have intense everything you can think of. Oh, sure. Like it's a warehouse size. Type yeah, of place. yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is before you could really just Amazon Prime shit, you know. <laughs> so you had to actually go and put effort yeah. in, or pay like thousand dollars for like a, a VHS um, <laughs> on how to apply things. Totally, yeah. it was completely out of my uh, my range financially. Yeah, VHSs used to be outrageously expensive, <laughs> yeah. like insanely. It doesn't make any sense because also a hundred dollars in 1988 is like how much now? Yeah. I know. Right? To me, probably like 15,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. Almost, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so I would go and i buy the little special effects. And the one that I always reference when I tell this story is like a, the screwdriver going in and out of your face. So you have the end of it and then you have the other side and you would just kind of apply both sides to make it look visually like it was through your face. Okay, sure. And I bought that one. I bought a lot of them, but that's when I remember. And you look at the back and it says um, required items Mm -hmm. and then it said suggested items so i would buy all of the items that it had on the back and i would figure out by process of elimination and fucking up my face and (laughs) fucking up my hands (laughs) trying to figure out what these things did and um taught myself that way when it came to the special effects stuff okay and i thought about going to makeup school i thought about going to um cinema and like Mm -hmm. different um, special effects type of schooling, but sure. I, again, just couldn't afford it. And yeah. it, it really was out of my range 
in what I thought I could do. Yeah. And so I just kind of kept playing with it on my own. Sure. And I've had um, some great mentors the last couple of years that have seen my potential and kind of brought me in and helped me out with some stuff that I'm like, oh, that's cool. You can do it that way. And then, of course, YouTube now. It's incredible. You can learn anything. Right? University yeah. of YouTube. Yeah. yeah. It's the democratization of uh, knowledge dissemination mm, right yeah it's really wild yeah and also with the technology too i mean you know being able to do a podcast or it's, people do web series right. or whatever right and you can take a passion and just convert it right. into something right uh which you couldn't do as easily uh, 20 years ago no. or even i guess 10 years ago really no no exactly yeah. yeah when you said um you mentioned your economic situation mm -hmm. what, what was it sort of generally Always low income. Mm -hmm. my, um, I was in a only child in a single parent um, household. My mom, who already had uh, multiple disabilities, she was born uh, legally blind. She's partially deaf. She had um, heart problems and feet problems, and kind of always struggled. Um, sure. But she was proud enough to make sure that she was doing things on her own without trying to ask for too much help. Um, outside from government financial assistance, oh, like sure. we lived on Section Eight, mm -hmm. um, we did get like government aided things, but she still worked under the table, cleaning mm -hmm. houses and um, ironing shirts and doing all these things just to try to give me anything because she taught me how to read before I was in kindergarten. She like gave wow. me to try to give me all the advantages that she didn't have. Yeah, sure. So she was always um, encouraging me and, and taking me on like a two hour bus ride to the, the center of LA just so I can go take this class. Cause she saw, Oh, you can, you can draw. Let's go see if we could um, encourage this or yeah. all these amazing things that she was always trying to just give me. And that was right. her work ethic was just, to do that so but it was always low income um in general and living next to our grandparents mm -hmm. and having them drive us around if we couldn't take the bus somewhere right yeah and it does limit your at least imagined possibilities yeah right because i know that the feeling when you just feel like oh i can't do that or mm -hmm. like i can't or to go to college oh well my grades aren't great and my i don't know if that's going to work with my family's income and right. all that stuff it's great that you know you found a way through into the thing mm -hmm. that you like, and also it's such an amazing story to hear of your mom. Yeah, to have so much of a burden on herself mm -hmm. and to still push through. I, I can only imagine how devastated you were when she passed. I was, but at the same time, I was trying to figure out my own sexuality. I was coming out of the closet when she was dying, and so you're I just dealing with like a couple things. You know, I've been much going on you know yeah, it was like a real like I'm like light kind of sketch <laughs> <laughs> um and i was her caregiver but um i was really putting up a lot of walls uh -huh. and i didn't know how to deal with what i was going through so sure. i just put up a shit ton of thick ass walls and, and what did those walls look like Oh, they were brick. Um, <laughs> like getting your shit. They were soundproof. Uh, poured concrete the, around. Poured concrete. <laughs> yeah. Um, with, with egg carton uh, layers <laughs> just to make sure that everything got bounced out. Um, they were really, really thick and really um, emotionally blocking everything. So nothing was really breaking through. And so I didn't understand my loss of her until after it was all done and then sure. it all just kind of came flooded flooding in and i um kept those walls up even further and pushed myself away from all my friends all my family and pretty much hid in my one bedroom apartment that i, I found in a hurry having mm -hmm. to move out of our house yeah. the apartment that we shared together um and focused on work 
Yeah. And, and what, what, what was work at the time? Um, at the time, I was working at a flower shop and a restaurant. I uh-huh. was serving at a Marie Callender's. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was just working all day, um, working the morning shift, going home, taking a nap, falling asleep to Drop Dead Gorgeous on re, on, on re, um, re, Sure, repeat. Yeah, on yeah. repeat, yeah, yes. Yeah. And then getting up, getting ready, going to the clubs trying to pick up on girls that was never successful and then coming home <laughs> and then the repeat every day that was all I was doing like every day <laughs> that, that's the tenacity though already there right <laughs> never gave up <laughs> like even when we're in our most emotionally broken states uh-huh. there's you can look back and see these weird patterns and you're like I kept doing that I kept I doing that too wow. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you were uh Still struggling to come out at the time when you were going to the clubs? Were you feeling things no, out or I was, do I have the timeline off? Uh, no, I was struggling to come out when she was dying. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and how dare you not do that? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, God. She said one more and then that's it. Right, <laughs> yeah. She's walking out. And by the, by, the, by the end, I pretty much already knew I was a lesbian and I had my family already figured it out too. And um, I had a really weird forced coming out. Oh, no. Moment at the hospital. At the hospital? <laughs> oh, God. And I know in, as, as an adult that has gone through many, many phases, I recognize that the intentions were probably much better than how mm-hmm. I interpreted them. them. Yeah, sure. Um, but at the moment, I was even like, what? So my, my mom had surgery, like what, her final surgery. Uh-huh. And they opened her up and then they just closed her back up because it was, it was everywhere, the cancer. Uh, uh, it was everywhere, there's nothing else they could do. Yeah. So they just closed her back up and then they told us, you just put her, make her comfortable. Yeah. And, um, and I had my head down after receiving that information and my, my Nina, my godmother, mm-hmm. um, came up to me and she expected me to raise my head and be a mess. And I was just normal. I was you know, my walls were up. Sure, yeah. And, and also, I imagine shock and all of that. And yeah. All the emotions that I recognize now. In the moment, I thought it was, I, I look like a spoiled brat. And I, But also, what age again? Uh, 21. That's. I mean, that's a lot. It you is know I mean? a it's lot. It's a lot. It at, is a at lot. any age, but especially 21. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but I still recognize I look like a spoiled brat. And, and <laughs> <laughs> okay, know? fair, fair. <laughs> I can't argue with you. <laughs> yeah. And so she took me outside to the little like garden, like zen area that they had at the hospital. And she just asked me if I had anyone that I could talk to. And I said, yeah. And then she asked if it was a woman. And I said, yeah. And then she said, are you having lesbian tendencies? <laughs> 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 and I just like looked at her and I thought... Yeah, um, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It's always the the first thing we. I, I pretended like I was bi for a minute for like two seconds. <laughs> I never even had like a real like experience with a man, so uh-huh. I don't know why my, I thought I was bi. But um, well, because for some reason we all think that like you just we're trained that that's what we're supposed to be. Yeah, we're factory so, issued we, as exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then she just kind of we went on, and then that word got out to all of the immediate people in our lives including um like our my mom's best friends and mm-hmm. um who was also our landlord and i was also helping them on the side for extra money by like helping them um organize and collect their rent so i was okay. kind of working at their office sometimes yeah. too and uh they encouraged me not to come out to her because many reasons and i um didn't and mm-hmm. i and i still am okay with that because she already knew that i was putting up all these walls yeah and then i was alone because of all these walls. And so she knew that I was going to be going through this experience and walk, walking my life alone. Sure. And um, she already was very saddened by that and yeah. very concerned by that. So I didn't 
we all agreed that I wouldn't tell her about it because then it would just be one more added stress sure. that she didn't need. Sure. Uh, why? It's also, and, and it's your decision. And it's my right? decision. Yeah. Um, but I'm still completely, you know, some people regret not telling their parents sure. these important things, but I don't. I right. completely still embrace that decision. Yeah. And know that, recognize that now she knows and she always has known mm-hmm. and she loves me no matter what. And, um, is, is proud of me. So, yeah. and any, whatever form she has now, whatever like space of energy she takes up or, yeah. or light or whatever she's evolved into, whatever her spirit ha- is now, she, I know she's my biggest fan and that loudest audience member or that energy that I feel after a show, that post show adrenaline yeah. rush. I always rec, I feel like it's her mm-hmm. somehow coming through going, Hey, you did a good job. They're like, yeah, yeah I'm proud of you. So. And we, we mentioned in the hallway, the endless hallway, the endless hallway. <laughs> if you ever come to the studio, man, there is this endless hallway. I was like, is this, is this the shining somehow? <laughs> I should probably video a couple times <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 just through one more door. Just no, more. just, just one more after that. I promise. No, no. And also they going. redid the floors. So my shoes are like incredibly loud. <laughs> they already were loud but now it's just this, like clack 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 yeah i took a recording i'll, I'll throw it in just for, so the listeners can know what that sounds it. like Yeah, but in the hallway, we were talking about how um, energy is a big thing for both of us, and especially as exemplified by what you just said. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned it a few times on Dragula. I have, yeah. Do you know when you started thinking about things in terms of energy and in a sort of spiritual way? Because sometimes people think of things in a religious way. I prefer to think of things in energy, so I'm curious about when you started to think about things like that. Uh, well, I was born and raised a Catholic, but we didn't really practice much. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to uh, be closer with my circle of friends and they were christian and I'm, oh this is we, we were part of like the cardinals for christ club at school oh, like wow. total geek total nerd <laughs> i was in band i was in drama i was just like way out there and what did you play in band uh clarinet oh cool yeah yeah um, yeah so that was fun do you still uh play at all no it was a rental from the school oh, and okay. so i just gave it back on my last day and mm-hmm. i never touched one again <laughs> <laughs> i remember my it was like my life too and I was like, oh here you go okay, moving on isn't it uh, funny sometimes <laughs> things would be completely consuming and then oh gone yeah. i remember accidentally selecting at very early age some like second or third grade they had this list of instruments that you could pick and i picked recorder because i thought it actually meant tape recorder because i was you know like oh, always a cute. audio nerd yeah, yeah that's and, cute <laughs> but then when they showed me what it was i was like oh i don't, you know, I don't want that uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> but anyway so you were in band and you were in cardinals for christ cardinals for christ <laughs> fuck me and um then when um my when my my mom was passing away, our landlord, who I just spoke of, mm-hmm. uh, they were Mormon, and oh. they would always um, offer if we ever wanted to like hang out or have the um, the I'm already brain farting. Is it, is it like scriptures or what is it called? The Mormonism? Oh or, yeah, no, no, the thing. Uh, no, I was just trying to. Oh, what the what I couldn't think of? No, the missionaries. Oh, like, oh you yeah, want yeah, the missionaries yeah, yeah. To come over and like teach you about religion. We'll be happy to. When, yeah. And they were always respectful that we didn't want it. And then I was searching for something. Um, I I didn't know I was gay yet. My mm-hmm. mom was sick. Uh, what's going on? And then it's just a, it's kind of a struggle to just get through the day. Yeah, you know, really. Yeah, yeah. And, and then so I thought, oh, that's what I needed. I needed to be Mormon. Right. That's that's it was just perfect timing. Sure. And. My imagination thought that that was the right thing for me. So I was Mormon for a hot minute. And then then, um, everything, my whole life kind of switched when she passed away and I was coming out and I was searching for how to deal with myself and 
right before I got diagnosed with my own oral cancer, which was in 2009, probably around 2006 or seven ish. I read The Alchemist and I, it blew my mind uh-huh. that the, the suggestion of a human being able to, with the power of mind mm-hmm. and, and spiritual control, yeah. can alter or shift matter. Right. And it, it seemed like a fantasy and not in fiction, but at the same time, it, it was um, presented in such a real way that I thought, there's something here. Mm-hmm. And then when I got sick, I uh, picked up You Can Heal Your Life. Okay, but well, now what's that? Um, uh, by Louis, Louise Hay, mm-hmm. I believe is her name. And it's a book about manifesting your own health and figuring out spiritually where your health issues are coming from and where the oh, root of okay. that particular health. Like this, if you have problems with your eyesight yeah. or something, um, that probably has to do with this mentality or memory of this sure. moment and then that is triggering that triggering that in your house mm-hmm. so if you work on the root of that uh-huh. then you can change and alter your health okay. and she um healed herself from cancer oh, wow. with um her own amazing willpower sure and people think it's bullshit and people <laughs> of course you can have a lot of people who don't that but I chose to believe it yeah. and I chose to um go down a winding beautifully winding road mm-hmm. of metaphysical type of research and, and figuring out how that is. And after reading lots of different versions of lots of different things, I just decided to believe in my own, what made sense to me. And it's just, I have energy. I want to give it to those that I want to give it to. I'm not going to waste it on people who don't. And um, we're connected to every single thing on this planet to each other to the animals to inanimate objects Mm -hmm. we're all connected somehow and different strengths and different waves um, Mm -hmm. keep keep a stronger bond and that's just general how I believe things now and I don't know what is that called I don't know but I know that's what I believe I would just call it like spiritual and because I still I do believe in spirits I Mm -hmm. believe you know I believe ghosts can exist I believe that you know all these different things can exist because why not Right. Unless you can disprove it. There's no way. You can't say no. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people can say things like, I don't want to give people my energy if Mm -hmm. they don't deserve it. Yeah. But you can actually do that. Yeah. You know, and you can see that in Dragula, you're the only person that never really had a conflict with anyone. And a couple of times, you know, you can see maybe you're have a sort of look on your face like, yeah, yeah I wish this wasn't going on right now. Yeah. However, I am not part of it. I will not get involved in it. Exactly. That, that sort of thing. Yeah. And that's kind of how I lived my life for a very long time now since I, yeah. I've evolved into this place at mm-hmm. least because I used to give um, negative negativity to a lot and I used to find a fondness in in the making comfort a of, comfort yeah. in, in, in making people feel dumb or putting people in their places and and being like a mean spirited person mm-hmm. and I used to um find humor in that and just kind of give into all that and then pursue it and I don't like being that person that's a, those are the first things that come to my head like when all the drama's going on I'm, sure. the first thing that comes to my mind is like ooh I want to join in on that and then I think I think I saw that no, I that's what I saw wash over your face I- yeah. <laughs> I'm better than that not that not I'm better than them I mean well I won but um, <laughs> um, but you know like I just people deal with everything their own way and Sometimes it comes off as immaturity. Sometimes it just comes off on that's how you deal with things. And none of that interested me. I didn't come to the show to be a part of that. And I know reality TV is is hugely a part of that. You <laughs> sure. know, but I wasn't gonna give into it. And if someone really said something or pushed me in my in my corner, I I 
I have all the ability oh, sure. to be able to fight for myself and fight back and bite back. But I choose not to. And I have a feeling, too, that because of the way that you live your life and the energy that you output, mm-hmm. no one was going to come for I you. I don't often receive it anymore. And I always have this, um, even when we were prepping for everything to come out and, and the episodes to start airing and my memories of how, what this happened, what that happened. Oh, man, what are they going to think? What is the audience going to think about sure. this? You're going to tear me apart for that. I was preparing myself right. to receive some of that and mm-hmm. didn't have it happen at once. Not it's even amazing, once. So yeah. yeah, it was really, really nice because I was <laughs> stressed the fuck out for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> but we can do that to ourselves, right? Like we oh, can yeah. put ourselves into these insane, I guess, paranoid tunnels. Mm-hmm. And it's weird too because you, you feel like you can't talk to someone about it because yeah. you're like, I'm going to sound nuts. Yeah. And then you further make yourself nuttier. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh-huh. it's like, you know, can't sleep. And we and signed a contract that we couldn't talk to anyone oh. about it. So <laughs> that That's the double way. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> yeah. Right. Even better. I know. <laughs> what age do you think that uh, it finally clicked in? What So, you, you know, you read the alchemy book mm-hmm. and then you go through that whole journey of reading and learning. Mm-hmm. And do you remember a time where you just sort of felt it applying? No, I don't remember a moment because I still come, I I fight with positive thinking a lot. When I was sick, I was going through it very easily, actually. So I guess that is, when I was sick, I was living in that space and I was refusing to give into anything. And I would have moments of of fear and and sadness and that that overcome, would overwhelm me, especially towards the end of my treatment. I was in excruciating pain. I could no longer talk. Um, The pain was so much where I could barely even drink like half of an insure which is my entire um like uh, nutrient like base even through those moments all i could do was okay well let me write more notes to my doctor and ask some more questions and and think of how can i take this moment and i even had um i I anticipated myself lying down a lot Mm -hmm. so before i got too sick i Research a bunch of um, positive mantras and things that would be good for me to remember. And wow. I wrote them out on pieces of paper mm-hmm. and made them colorful in, in mm-hmm. my like, detail-oriented yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> and I pulled them, I placed, or I tacked them to my ceiling above my yeah. um, my bed. And mm-hmm. I would just lie there and look at these things all day long and try to just ingrain that. And so I think that, sure. that, I think that really worked. And yeah. I um, committed myself to MySpace at the time. Oh, yes, of course. MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was uh, public about my uh, journey. Mm-hmm. And I uh, told them that every day I was going to put out a positive um, thought. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And I would find something, either research or in the, whatever book I was reading at the moment. Yeah. And then like, oh, that's, that speaks to me right now. Let me mm-hmm. put that up. And then so I would go online and put my little positive thinking moment. And I think, um, karmically speaking, I'm still receiving a lot of that, um, (laughs) (laughs) regularly. I I imagine. And also Mm -hmm. that's a really great lesson too, for anyone that might be struggling with something, apply a daily practice Yeah, and uh, an intentioned thing, right? Yeah. And also a mood board doesn't hurt. A mood board. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Again, visually stimulating. Right. Yeah. And also the, the, daily fight against the negativity Mm -hmm. because it would be very easy at at that point in your life you know having gone through what you've gone through and then getting sick yourself Mm -hmm. some people would just collapse yeah so it's it's a remarkable oh thank you yeah and and i feel like i was just taught all these things from my mom's spirit Mm -hmm. and uh i appreciate when people compliment or or congratulate me Mm -hmm. on getting it done the way i did Mm -hmm. but it was it never seemed hard it wasn't 
difficult so i it's weird for me to accept that praise or congratulations because sure. i'm like well it was it was easy almost and mm-hmm. like other people it's not and so right. i feel like they deserve the praise more than so i mean i just made the decision and continued to do it and that yeah. was when i was in my most um zen kind of always positive always playing it by that and yeah. then I get jaded and now I'm fine and now I'm just like yelling at people when I'm in traffic. (laughs) (laughs) So do you find you get the jaded thing? It comes in waves? It does. Uh, It does. And and I try to practice it but not the way I used to. I used to be very committed and now I'm just... I think I found like a balance where I don't don't need to practice it as much as I did but there are moments where okay, I'm, I need to, I need to do some soul searching again, or I got to get down, get sure. back into it. And it's okay to have the pendulum swing back and forth because True. at the time you really had to be hypervigilant. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like the only way and out. It's the only thing I had to do. Yeah. I right. was just lying around doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So might as well do something. Right. And, and you have to it. occupy your mind. Exactly. And something's going to occupy it. So you might as right. well, yeah. you know, that's the other True. thing. <laughs> uh-huh. I watched a lot of TV. <laughs> <laughs> what, did you get into any shows in particular in that time? Uh, during that time? No, I don't remember. I watched all my DVDs again. So, uh-huh. Drop the Gorgeous again was on repeat. Sure. And then... Is it your favorite movie? Um, It's one of, I would say. like I, That one I could I could definitely... I was relating to my life a lot. It's uh-huh. just stupid. Well, I, that, love, I love stupid so much. Well, it's stupid, but there's also... Uh, there is some... Actually, some deep things going on in the oh, movie, yeah. right? I oh, mean, yeah. There's a lot. There's like there's a, a intense aspiration and, and um, fighting against the structures that be, the powers uh-huh. that be, yes. and everything. The um, Kirstie Alley character representing all the monsters. Oh, and, yes. And like a, a ridiculous kind of a political commentary on like America. Yeah. And over and over again, every year it has to be something about America. It's like, <laughs> yeah, <right>. okay. <laughs> and also the, this, the casual misogyny of her husband. Uh-huh. All that stuff. All of it. There's, yeah. it. there's so much. And that's what I love about stupid because I love, even for myself, I, I explain that I take my stupidity very seriously. <laughs> and <laughs> I too, love, actually. I love like every, anything that takes stupidity seriously, I'm all about it. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. There's so much intelligence in stupidity. Yeah, there really when, it's, when it's on purpose yeah oh yeah. no totally yeah yeah no it's just something's dumb then it's dumb <laughs> stupidity dumb. however yeah. is an elevated level of what <laughs> really, i'm thinking it yeah. really is. <laughs> what are a couple other favorite movies of yours oh drop the gorgeous yeah. um that counts for two i think okay i like it <laughs> um another was another one that i'm trying to think of the, and take your time too, because this question is always awful because it, 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 it puts you on the spot. I've been asked this question. I blank out totally. And I don't have favorites. That's uh, why I have the posters on the wall so I can go, oh, the Living Dying LA, Tommy, uh, Hedwig. We do have a lot of posters. I'm like, ooh, oh, yeah, there's a, a lot, lot of good references here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, it's very hard for me to have favorites in anything. Okay, any, sure. Any color, any food, any, anything like oh, that. Right. Yeah, well, except it's, for avocados. Those are not your jam, right? <laughs> <laughs> not my jam. God, that's funny that you know that. Yeah, my whole hashtag avocado channel. I love to deep dive, uh, <laughs> you know, and I love to find out food stuff, especially. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I guess horror uh, will probably be uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah. Um, I, and I just saw two for the first time in 30 years uh-huh. at the New Beverly recently, which oh. was wild to see because I only saw it when it came out on tape. Yeah. And it, I didn't really like it as a kid. I love three. I love the first one. Okay. The first one is, was my favorite. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the the one where, um, see, against the, no, the, no, no. the subtitles. Just describe it because like this yeah. is my, th- I love it. I love it. I, I, lo- I, lo- I love the gay one, but I yeah. love the, um, 
the dream 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 warriors dreamer. yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. for yeah. some reason that was when i was like oh this stupidity i love it and it was like <laughs> fantastic much more fantastical and much more sure. I think, like, darker like goth or totally yeah, no, no. So that I, one that goes that like really off got, in these worlds yeah, yeah. yeah. and the, the imagination and yeah. i think the whole series is what i love about the whole series is that you're, you're going to be surprised by it because it's the imagination of nightmares. Yes. And nightmares can take any shape or form, exactly. any, any format. And it can be dumb yep. or it can be crazy, gross and intense and gory. And, and yeah. I, I love the the dynamics of all of those things all yeah. in one movie. So, yeah. And every movie has all different all different things yeah it goes in it. every direction mm-hmm. and it's fine because that's the sort of premise that those are the rules that they set up for yeah, it. yeah yeah and i think that's probably the whole series is why i love it but those two are more my favorites of the series and i like gremlins oh gremlins is great yeah yeah i think that's showing it as a matinee sometime soon as the new beverly oh, okay so i'll let you know yeah, about please. that yeah it'd be fun yeah. to see that and peaches christ is doing a, a spoof. oh i know yeah femlins i saw that on michael's page and i was obsessed and then i looked and then i went back i'm like oh my god i love it i love this concept i love yeah all the, the performers in it i'm i wish i could see it i want to go up there just to watch you should it. you should i'm gonna know, go i'm gonna go with cherry and I'm, sophie I'm, and stuff i'm jealous of you because oh. i can't but yeah well maybe I, it'll come to la hopefully, next year i don't know something I'm will hoping. happen where yeah. i can see it because yeah. That's that. I'm so excited that that is coming to an existence. Yeah. Do you yeah. like the sequel, Grim, uh, the new batch? I like the first one better. Yeah. 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 That, that's to me is just the. It's a classic. Yeah. yeah it's unbeatable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Um, <laughs> so, some of the, the the themes are just like so funny. Uh, Stripe was my favorite, mm-hmm. but other than that, um, I don't know. I can't think of any. But I'll probably think of other movies. Oh no, when they, when when they come to you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as, as we go, go, we drift around yeah. on the show. Yeah. So yeah. So um, when you were performing at Hamburger Mary's, you had the first performances that you you told me about. Mm-hmm. How much uh, planning and preparation went into that first one? I was practicing my makeup multiple times a week. Wow. Um, for a few months, and wow. I was um I don't have fast things really no and that i know yeah for sure <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Um, by the way if uh if you vape weed you feel free to vape weed because oh, cool. i because I, uh, sometimes i forget to mention it and i'm constantly vaping thank this you thing, yeah so. i have one in my pocket so I'll, I'll dig it out in a minute cool um and so i was practicing multiple things i would i would do half my face in one way and mm-hmm. then i would do the other half in another way to try to like take full advantage of that makeup practice time sure. and i was applying facial hair a lot trying to figure out what was the best way because at the time i didn't really have drag king scene to go out and watch so i was just okay. looking online and yeah. everything online was male illusion drag so you wanted to pass as a man okay. and that was that was what the epitome of drag kings were mm-hmm. were just old school style male illusion male impersonation okay and so i thought oh that's what i have to do too who would be a few examples of um i guess the preeminent male impersonators that you would have been looking at as a reference gage gatlin is a um like one of the original that did the open shirt illusion Mm -hmm. um and so my number yeah (laughs) just like you right now (laughs) he's not wearing anything guys he actually he uh, he he welcomed me into the studio with a half button shirt and now it's just off he's getting more comfortable that vape pen is working i'll be dressed again for the photo you know it's cool (laughs) and you couldn't tell that i look amazing right now oh you're you're just stunning i am yeah absolutely i I mean my teeth have never been whiter (laughs) 
<laughs> Nor have <laughs> mine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It said you won't see that because we're going to put on a whole different outfit we are. for the photos and yeah. stuff right, right now. But now I'm just gagging over her elegance. I'm going to take about five yeah. hours to do my makeup for that photo. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, uh, no. That, oh, yeah. Okay. Gage Gatlin yeah, was yeah, a male yeah. impersonator. Um, and then and historically, I was um, looking at Stormy Delarvere, which is like an iconic um, male illusionist mm-hmm. um, from the Stonewall like riots. And um, before that, uh, Hetty King. Mm-hmm. So they were always um, passable. And, and to further uh, distract us, yeah. I remember reading in an article, I think, that you wrote for The Advocate. I did about I, about Stone. You mentioned Stonewall in it. I and, did, and you talk about because of the historical moment that gets over, uh, just brushed aside. And I'd all love the time. for you to get into that. Um, now. Well, it, we're always giving credit to the the trans um, the trans queens of color that were involved, and it's very rarely heard of that Stormy Delarvey was the emceeing um, male illusion of the Jewel Box Review, which was the home cast mm-hmm. of the, the show that was there all the time. He was the live singing MC. Okay, and. Um, he during the whole momentum and right in that moment a um a policeman pushed him down and called him called him a faggot mm-hmm. and he got up and he punched the cop and that's when people started to get crazy too wow. so it wasn't just a trans queen of color it was also a trans oh he wasn't trans he he was still a, a lesbian i believe mm-hmm. um passed away still identifying as a lesbian as far as i remember but he was a color mm-hmm. person of color and it's such a huge moment that, yeah. you know, I, I say, and it kind of sounds a little um, striking to some people when I say it, but the history that we know were written by men and men write women out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's unfortunate because since the beginning of time, women have been providers and has evolved a lot in artists and these and amazing um talented yeah. human beings and architects and, and sculptors and everything that we've always known men to do and that we only read about men sure. we're, we're women doing are just as talented and mm-hmm. just as skilled but right. we never hear about them right um but we've been around but so now we finally have social media and things to bring these things to light and mm-hmm. everyone's like oh wow first woman to do this like no just the first <laughs> woman you knew about Right. Well, yeah. you know, that's the first time I knew about that specific aspect of Stonewall okay. was reading your article. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, if you, once you research Stormy Delarvery and Stonewall, you'll see it's been talked about. Sure. But it's just not ever brought up often enough to people have in the mainstream know about it. Sure. Or even in our, in our own subcultures right. know about it. Yeah. Misogyny. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> that crazy old misogyny. Crazy misogyny. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Though. <laughs> Don't we love it so? <laughs> so ironic. <laughs> so uh, you were looking to these um, pioneers yeah. and uh, starting to form your idea of what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so I was still planning on performing comedy and, and all these crazy campy things too, but I thought I had to look like a man sure where if i was sitting next to them at the bar they thought i was a man mm-hmm. until i opened my mouth and spoke yeah and um so that was my goal so i was just practicing all the different ways that i can look as much like a man mm-hmm. as possible and then my first performance my tits popped out but um, <laughs> <laughs> aside from that yeah it took me a long time of prep, uh, preparing and i didn't know about mixing music so i was teaching myself that too and i was making these elaborate mixes that god yeah um well, very elaborate seems to be something that thing. i'm familiar with yeah, yeah exactly I know. I know. And I have a, a huge love and admiration for simplistic because some of the most simplistic things that you look at can take just as long as an elaborate thing That's to true. paint. Yeah. But I wish that I could be more simple sometimes mm-hmm. with the things that I paint or create just because I have a fondness 
for a simplistic look, so I just can't. Like, I have to add details to oh, it. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just certain things that you know. You're like, oh, I would love to do something like that, but yeah. like your inner nature just goes, well, over here. That's why I'm going to. Yeah, yeah. Add this little thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You need the teeth on that flashlight. You know, which, <laughs> which by the way, one of my favorite things uh, on your finale, uh-huh. uh, um, not not your finale look, but your finale presentation, uh-huh. uh, I, that blew my mind, the vagina dentata yeah. flashlight. <laughs> yeah, and that's, those are all made by Monster Cox. Oh, okay. Uh, my friend works for, um, my 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 bromance, one of my best friends, uh-huh. his name is Ivory Alex, he's a drag king as well, and his wife is Caitlin, and Caitlin works for Real Doll Company, which makes oh, the yeah. full-size um, sure. sex dolls, um, and they're one of their um, sub sub companies is called Monster Cox, mm-hmm. and they were very kind enough to um, let me borrow all of those sex toys and that that uh, sex doll. Wow, ten thousand okay. dollars sex doll. Yeah, that they didn't make me sign a contract to take care of it or anything. They just oh, trusted amazing. me yeah. so much to take that on set with me, and I couldn't even tell them what it was for. <laughs> oh, that's right. So it wasn't like I could be like, oh, it's this really cool show that's going to be um, like blow up the, the whole entire world and the concept yeah. of what drag is. Yeah. Um, that's already been doing that for a couple of years. I couldn't even tell them yeah, like go, what I just it have was. To go away for like a couple months. I have this cool and... opportunity. Um, I'm going to have it for a hot minute, and then I'll give it back to you. And I swear it'll be okay. What was the bullshit line that you would tell people about? Like, I'm going to visit someone or like, what was the thing you would say? I didn't tell anyone anything. (laughs) I just just avoided the I just disappeared (laughs) and then I came back because people follow me on social media so much and they like, it's so hard to lie about that shit these days. And I know Eva told people that she was taking her grandma to Europe or something (laughs) and people were like, ah, yeah, right. People picked up on it so soon. Yeah, no, because everyone, yeah, detects everything. It's true. And then there's the line of like, who do you tell and who do you not tell? Like, right. what's the cutoff line? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So better yeah. to just My wife do... knew, but she technically yeah. shouldn't know, but still, like, she knew, because obviously... Right, so for technically she didn't know, right? Yeah. Like, just yeah, yeah. for legal reasons. <laughs> yeah, for legal reasons, she didn't know. Um, but aside from that, it was all... Um, if you can read between the lines, then that's on you. Mm-hmm. But um, most people, I didn't even give lines to read through. It was more like my main bosses, like the the cast that I were a part of. Like I'm going on some dragation, and that's always a term that we use when girls are going on RuPaul. Oh, sure. So it was yeah, kind of yeah. like I'm going on a dragation, and I'm gonna need some time off. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, I'll have some spots open when I come back. Or I'm going to be going on vacation, on vacation, so I need as many gigs as I can right now so I can like, help fund my vacation. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so right before you went, what would your work week look like? Before it was um, a Tuesday in West Hollywood, a Wednesday in either San Diego or Long Beach, a Thursday in Long Beach, mm-hmm. a Friday in Long Beach or West Hollywood, um, two brunch shows on a Saturday, maybe a dinner show on a Saturday and maybe like a 10 o'clock or like midnight show on a Saturday. So I would have like four shows and then Sunday it would be a double brunch on a Sunday and then maybe like a dinner show. Mm-hmm. So then, very full week. Um, yeah, hardly any work at all. Yeah. Hey, this is DJ Fat Tony and I've been listening to your show for a while now. I've got a question for you. Don't take it the wrong way, but are you gay? Cause I always like to know if somebody's gay or not. Cause I kind of can't cope if you're not. You mentioned your wife. When did you meet your wife? 
two weeks before I was diagnosed. Mm. So it was very... Uh, Again, a lot going on. A lot going on, yeah, yeah for that. Um, there's always seems to be like, hey, here's the situation, but let's all put a lot of shit at the same time. And it's um, funny, actually, Trixie, in that recent episode, we talk about this thing when you r- realize sort of being an adult, that there's a lot of great things and bad things happening concurrently. Mm. It's a weird thing when you can just sort of see them fanned out like that. And you're yeah. like, okay, cool like this bad thing doesn't mean that everything's rotten and right. this great thing doesn't mean that everything's solved right it's just and and you well, i guess we're dealing with a lot of that intensely at the time yes yes um so i, I met her on my birthday um which is in june mm-hmm. um june 14th of 2009 i we met on myspace <laughs> oh great yeah um and it was that day that, like that morning or something, we were chatting and she's like, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, oh, I'm just hanging out tonight at home. Um, it's my mm-hmm. birthday at midnight. If you want to come over and like give me a hug, like oh, flirting, yeah. but not really, you know, because <laughs> it was so like, come over, but let's be friends. Like we're not trying to meet under like, a, oh, let's date, you know, whatever. Sure. We, we exchanged phone numbers. We like text each other within a couple hours. So it was mm-hmm. very much quick, quick, quick. And then she came over that night and um, we watched... What did we watch? Drop Dead Gorgeous? No, I wish. <laughs> I think we watched um, Sounds of the Lambs. Oh, wow. What a yeah. romantic. I know. <laughs> That's actually one of my, one, another good, a great movie of that mine. That is a great one. Did you, ha- you ever see Manhunter? No. The first uh, appearance of Hannibal Lecter is, uh, in a film is this Michael Mann movie called Manhunter, which I think the story is, uh, the book is called Red Dragon, and later okay. they remade it as yes. Red Dragon. Yes, they, they remade it as Red Dragon, yeah, but yeah. it was, there was original. Yes. Okay, I didn't yeah. watch the original, but I remember now knowing that. I think you'd like it. I okay. think you'd like okay, it. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. My yeah. pleasure. Yeah. So anyway, you watch Silence of the Lambs. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and then the next day, I, um, my car... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like adding to the story. My car had recently caught on fire. Oh wow! How did it catch on fire? <laughs> because I had another layer. I was um, <laughs> healing from knee surgery. Uh-huh. I was playing roller derby because oh, wow. I'm that much of a lesbian. <laughs> I was playing roller derby, and I uh, tore my ACL, and oh, I man. had um, knee surgery for it. And I was healing from that when um, I met my wife and then got diagnosed. So I was already like off from work for a while. Mm-hmm. And my car was a 69 Volkswagen um, Beetle. Oh, wow. And it needed to get turned over regularly. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't had to, hadn't done it in a while. Sure. I got real lazy. And I, I couldn't use both my legs because it was just like a manual. And um, I just didn't do it. And so I, I finally was... Um, healed enough to drive mm-hmm. so I went to go I took it to go get an oil change yeah. and as it was on the way to the oil oh, change no. it caught on fire <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Now, how do you start realizing it's on fire? Do you see flames or do you start smelling something? Um, it was it was flames. Yeah, <laughs> it was flames in my Always. room here because it was behind me. Oh, the engine's That's behind right. me. And That's I'm just right. like, do And I just like looked and yep, there they were. And I pulled over and I screamed for help. I was in a residential area. Oh, no. And a lady um, right next to the car was watering her backyard. Uh-huh. And she threw me the hose and I attempted oh. to put it out, but yeah. it didn't work. <laughs> And then the, um, yeah, the, the fire truck came and put it out and mm-hmm. charged me like $3,000 to clean up the mess oh afterwards. Oh my God. And then, <laughs> and he was so cool. He was like, if you leave now, I think, I think we can, if we get, if the tow truck comes right now, I think we can get it out of here and I cannot get, I don't have to have your like vehicle information on this form oh. and then we won't have to charge you for it. Oh wow. And they found out anyway uh. somehow. I know, I forgot. But he was, try- he was trying to be really cool with yeah, me. Yeah, that's nice though. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I got charged for it anyway. 
So the next day, I went to my roommates and I was like, um, I met this girl. I really think she's really, really fucking cool and I want to go over and hang out with her. Can I borrow your car? Yeah. And I've never borrowed a car before. <laughs> and then certain things it will just make kinda, you do certain I things. <laughs> and then it just evolved. And um, I sat her down when I got my diagnosis and I told her what it was and what was happening and how much we didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I had watched my mom pass away so I know what the what could happen. Sure. And I gave her an out and I said, we just met. I don't expect you to take on this responsibility. Yeah. I will completely understand and 100% guarantee you that we can pick this up again where we left off. And I will hold no hard feelings because I know what this can look like. Yeah. And if you're not ready to go there with me, I don't want to like, see you watch me go through that. Sure. You know, and then like, let me just throw that around. <laughs> wow, well, that's I'm throwing a, things at you now. That's okay. And then my couch swallows things. So <laughs> it sure does. Here, let me see. Um, let me get here. I'll put the phone light on. I have. You know how many vapes I've dropped in this couch? I've. <laughs> I got uh, excited and I've, I threw my vaping around. <laughs> oh, I think it like went real far. Maybe the couch won't give it back. Oh my god! It might. What ended up happening is my ass ate it up. <laughs> that is what you don't well, want to happen unless, you, well, you had a bottom experience. So you probably don't want to. Repeat, sometimes, so. sometimes you want the ass to eat it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I haven't been put in that situation where I wanted that to happen, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, and, you know, and we'll get into that too. Uh, talking about about uh, my ass eating. Yeah, things exactly. Up? Okay. Ass eating, uh, sexual stuff. I mean, awesome. you know, you did mention in Dragula when you had the reoccurrence of the um, oral cancer. That you know, it would have been real bad for uh, leisure <laughs> it, activities. It is, it is. Tongue cancer is a bitch for lesbians to have for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then uh, I gave her the out, and she looked at me and was borderline, if not cross the line, to being offended that wow. I gave her that out. Sure. And she said, "Of course not. I'm here. I'm here by you." She knew that she loved me when she met me. Which mm-hmm. is what, how she tells the story, and yeah. I like to believe it because why not? <laughs> well, know? right. Why would you want to disprove something like that? Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're I'm, all for science, but please. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> I had already gone through a few procedures uh-huh. where they weren't sure what my cancer was, so the, I was being treated for herpes, thinking that it was herpes, oh. and they, and then they, um, I kept going back, and it was getting more painful, and I couldn't move my neck, and I was like, "This is like a lot." This for, yeah. for uh, this is all my research I'm doing about herpes. This is the same line <laughs> I've been experiencing. This is things. not lining up. It's yeah. not lining up. <laughs> so finally, um, they took me. They suggested another specialist, and then he did a biopsy, and then they didn't be- want to believe that I was uh, it was cancer because I didn't have I was young oh, to have okay. oral cancer. I never yeah. smoked, oh, and okay. I wasn't a heavy drinker outside of like the year that I was going to the clubs. Sure. Like, so it wasn't. It didn't make sense for them. So. Yeah. Didn't believe me, so they kept setting it back to get uh, oh, wow. retested, mm-hmm. and it was during all those retesting that I met my wife. So I was already starting to build up these walls oh, again sure. for yeah. myself. Yeah. So I was um, trying to convince myself that I wasn't falling in love with her, but I was. <laughs> and um, uh, so yeah, so she refused to give up on me or leave my side, and she was would drive from Van Nuys to Long Beach almost every day. Wow. After work. Yeah. Just to come and hang out with me. And then um, when I got really sick, I would um, made her not come like a couple days just to take a break and like stay at home and be with her cats and like do something different than just like be miserable with me. (laughs) And then so she came after a couple days and I, she said that I looked like I had like lost like 20 pounds in those few days. So then after that, she stopped taking breaks and she just wanted to be by myself all the time. It is really sweet though that the two of you were 
trying to basically take care of each other, yeah, you know, in, know. in whatever way. Like, just don't you stay home. I, I want yeah, you here, but please like, stay home. Don't drive again. Like, yeah. you're just driving like, like eight hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't see me. Yeah. yeah. It is an amazing thing. Sometimes you do feel something with someone that you just met. I'm sure at the time you said like you didn't want to believe that that was happening. Right. Right. But there must have been something that was like in the back of your mind, like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, there's something here. Oh, there's... yeah. I was, that's, why I, that's why I went to my roommate. So on that second day, I'm like, yeah. I met this girl. I like her. I really want to buy her a car. Yeah. And then a couple of days later, I was telling other friends about her. Like, this girl's really special, but I still hadn't like given any hints of that to her yet. It, we were still playing it friendly and just mm-hmm. casual and it took us like a, you know, a couple of weeks to kiss and then that was like really? right before I was like no this is a whole thing yeah wow yeah. now what were you like in dating before that would you be quick on the draw yeah or? Oh, okay yeah, yeah I had three girlfriends mm-hmm. um, and they all cheated on me um, in different ways mm-hmm. and like some were actual like sleeping with someone else during our entire relationship yeah. and there are other ways where it was like online and another one was like a physical like kiss or something but okay so i had a moment of different levels of cheating you got to experience this fun spectrum yeah, of cheating great. yeah but i never went into the next relationship assuming or with with guards up i still went well yeah. what was that person sure and other people don't cheat i don't cheat so right i'm maybe i'm just gonna meet this person that's not gonna cheat too and yeah well again yeah. that's you know, positive yeah. approach to yeah. things. And mm-hmm. also, what do you think is worse in from all of those, the emotional cheating or the physical cheating? Um, well, the emotional one was my first girlfriend. So that one was like way more intense. Yes, but yeah, first girlfriend. Yeah. Especially And that, that was the longest relationship. I think we were together for like four months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, long and short is relative. Yeah. To, and then the other ones were just like a month, a month or two. Yeah. But still, you know. Just yeah. break up with me first before you <laughs> cheat. People have been together for a couple months. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's really that yeah. hard. I had a long protracted uh, <laughs> deception situation mm. uh, where I was with the one being deceived. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you kind of later, you're just like, you, you know, you could have just said like, hey, like, uh, let's call this a day. Yeah. Or like, well, it would have hurt, but it's not yeah. as much as, <laughs> right. as it did. Like, like, I know this like and... long, bizarro, like icy, strange, like lots of weird, like, oh, I can't sleep thinking about that again kind of thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But so then when you meet, what's your wife's name? Gabby. So when you meet Gabby, you feel differently than you felt before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, that's very sweet the way you just said that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> see, when you have them on TV, you wouldn't see it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, then you're dealing with the uh, the cancer. And what was the official diagnosis that they gave you? Is it, is it just oral cancer? or uh, Squamous cell carcinoma. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, which, that's why you mentioned that on the show. It's okay. Yeah. Um, it's the inner lining of the mouth and throat into the top of the like, uh, stomach. It's, oh, wow. So anything within that layer is yeah. called squamous cell. Okay. And my presented itself on the back of my tongue mm-hmm. as like a sore. Oh, okay. And then it just got bigger and bigger. What's the thing you would recommend if people should look out for in in that situation, like with a sore in their mouth or anything like that? Is there any kind of warning sign that people should um, look out for? Um, well, I mean, it's from from me and my personal experience. It was like a painful canker sore that kept getting bigger, and it felt like it was attacking, um, attaching itself to deeper things that were like affecting into my neck and oh, my, wow. my head. Yeah. Um, and so I. 
But the biggest recommendation to give anyone facing anything that there's a mystery or they're unsure of, or even if there is a clear cut answer, is to do a lot of your own research. Sure. Just constantly be looking things up and have lists of questions for your doctors yeah. and your medical staff because they're just going to give you the easy way out. They're kind of probably just going to shuffle some um, chemical me- medicine at you mm-hmm. that you're just going to say, okay, thank you, take it, and, and just assume it works. But yeah. It may not work, or there might be another like something that you can do for it, or just more more answers you can get that will give you a different regime to follow. Sure, and it's just um, regimen. That was wrong. Well, no regime works regime too. Regime works too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and it's more military, right? It is, yeah. Because you know me and my military. <laughs> I was in a, mar- a, a military marching band. So, <laughs> oh, there you go. That's right. So it's all tying together. All back to the beginning. <laughs> all back to the beginning. <laughs> um, yeah, but after I took that hit, the word regime sounded really weird. Uh, <laughs> what strain so, do you like? Uh, this is an indica hybrid. I oh, okay. like indica hybrids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to do sativas, but I, it started to give me anxiety. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And my finale of smoking sativa was I had a really bad anxiety attack, and it was the worst I've ever had. I've only had like a couple here and there throughout mm-hmm. my life. I've always, I have like a... A, a stream of anxiety that comes that flows in and out but okay, it's just sure. kind of like a flow mm-hmm. especially during we're waiting for the announcement of the winner <laughs> i had everyday anxiety for like a month um but but i had like actual panic attack and i was in the bathroom on the floor um in fetal position and mm-hmm. i called out for my wife and it was like three o'clock in the morning and she came into the bathroom she found me and she's like oh no what's going on I'm like oh, i'm having a panic attack i got too high and so she sang she she, she just cuddled me uh-huh. and she sang to me um one of linda belcher's songs from bob's burgers oh okay yeah yeah <laughs> and she was just singing i forgot what song it is now she can tell you she remembers but she was just singing it to me and then she kind of laughed at herself i'm like no keep singing it makes me feel better so oh, she just kept singing linda that's Belcher's adorable songs. that's so sweet <laughs> she <keeps> singing. yeah <laughs> So and that was the last time. And every, ever since then, I've switched to Indigo or Indigo Hybrids. It calms me down. Okay. Especially to perform. It slows me down. Yeah. I'm a better performer. I'm a better actor when I'm high. Okay. Because I give like subtleties sure. more than when I'm just like, oh, hurry up, get through it. Because you can slow things down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it seems like your mind is running at a very fast clip oh, yes. all the time. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. that can play hell with anxiety too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, you said this sometimes there's a steady stream of anxiety. So do you mean sort of like it's like the babbling brook that you know is there, but you just don't let it pour out onto yeah. mainland? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't need to medicate it. I don't yeah. need to really um, put much awareness into it. It's it's at the back end of things enough, but sometimes, and it's more because of um, trying to keep up with what people expect of me. So that's where that kind of anxiety um, yeah. is rooted in. Mm-hmm. And um, it comes up in different waves and, and then falls back and sometimes isn't there. But mm-hmm. a lot more, more recently, it's there a little bit more often. <laughs> <laughs> so do you find that sometimes with great uh, success and excitement, sometimes the anxiety, the, the sort of the dark stuff oh, yeah. flares up? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, I try not to think of it as dark because sure. it could be something that is like, will just fuel. Because if I do fall into a dark place, I get just lazy and I don't do shit. 
Okay. And I don't, yeah. this is not the time for me to not do shit. And I already, and I went through a bout of that actually, like after um, being announced the winner, I was just like, I'm wow. overwhelmed. I, we're talking about being overwhelmed yeah. by kindness and support. It's such a weird thing to be like. That's right. In the hallway, the endless yeah, hallway. We were talking again hallway, about. We talked about <laughs> the endlessness of the hallway and the endlessness of beautiful support that sometimes is like, I don't know what to do with it yeah, all. I didn't know there was this much out there. And I don't have space in my apartment yeah, for this. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. Costco size amounts. It is. Of and uh, it's so support. beautiful yeah. and like and and i would and like, describe it without going into detail as i am now to the background of it but i would describe it as being over um overwhelmed in the most magical way mm-hmm. um because it's so much it's beauty right. and it's love and yeah. it's support and it's compliments who doesn't like getting complimented <laughs> but it was just so much i didn't know how to deal with it or yeah. what to do with it yeah and then there was the expectation of success and and enjoying the success too and, tr- and trying to enjoy yeah, it i, I and mean it, i mean the, like the expectation that you're supposed to be like i'm supposed to be the happiest person in the world right, right. now and, and, I, and i was what? struggling and I'm yeah. not, not struggling because it was there it was just this underlying anxiety that i was like trying to keep down but it sometimes <laughs> just bubble up and then they're like why am i crying i don't know why i'm crying <laughs> i always think of that stuff as like a, a pot that's boiling on the stove uh-huh. and you're kind of like in the other room and you're like i should be, i gotta go check the and you know it's about to boil over right and like but like somehow you have to keep it from everyone else at the dinner party uh-huh yeah and like yeah. weirdly you can't talk about it that's a good yeah. that's a good analogy <laughs> i like that but um yeah it came because of uh i stayed away from reddit i didn't i don't well, you, i don't read you, it you have to stay yeah away i don't i stay away from it <laughs> um and but other people don't and so sometimes i get like screenshots or things like that come, that come my way and it was all beautiful nice supportive things and other people that do read reddit they told me that i was I, I was um, showered with endless amount uh-huh. of support on that on that yeah. site, and what I was seeing on my own posts, what I was seeing on like the the Boulay Brothers posts on Instagram, like sure. other, other social media that I follow, it was all so beautifully supportive for myself, and yeah. and so much that I kept getting more and more and more, and then people would expect from every episode to, for me to oh I'm, oh Lana's gonna kill it, and then whatever the case may be, and luckily I did. But, <laughs> <laughs> but there are moments that you film that you're like, oh my God, I wonder if they're going to keep that in or that critique or whatever, and then yeah. I'm going to be read for that. So it was, yeah. you know, the anxiety of being out of control of all of that because I'm in control of all my art, but I'm not in control of how it's being edited or like or taken by sure. a TV audience, especially because right. I perform in a different way than it was just for TV and I wasn't right. giving into the TV format of things. Yeah, I know exactly. You didn't have it mapped out for the kind of shots. And also the show is shot in a different way. It's not just a straight documentary style, right. uh, you know, capturing of the performance. Right. There's an interpretation uh-huh. with the editing, etc. Yeah. So I'm curious, uh, is control a big thing for you uh, outside of the art? Um, outside of the arts, not much. Um, I do like having uh, c- communication. Okay. I really appreciate lines of communication. Sure. Um, me too. I'm very into like information. I like, you know, emotional yeah, information just, and just, that kind just of stuff. Connect yeah. with me somehow to let me know what to expect on this or, or whatever. Like, I don't need to be in control of it. I just yeah. need to know that there's some kind of communication coming towards me for it. Yeah. Yeah. But when it comes to how people perceive my art or get ed- get edited, that's when I was yeah. like, oh, what's oh, going to sure. happen? And how is right. this going to like, go down? Or Especially because up to this point, you were the only editor really yeah yeah Yeah, exactly and i make my own music mixes and i and i design my own looks and you still do the music mixes all yourself yeah that's great you know what 
and we might be going off track, but that's the show. <laughs> I loved that you brought snacks for everyone on that one episode. I brought snacks. Didn't you? Or, I mean, hopefully I'm not misremembering I something don't remember. or hallucinating. I might have, but I don't remember. Yeah, you had snacks for people. And you know what? So because of that, I, I got some I, snacks I, for I you. I'll, I'll take the snacks, but yeah. I don't remember doing, uh, giving snacks. I got some pastries from Cake Monkey, if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> I gave so many snacks to people to deserve this. Yes, you did. I don't remember yes, it, but did. I know I did. I could have sworn you did. Now, I'll have to go find the thing and then pull a clip of it. But and then prove me wrong, because I'll be like, oh, yeah, no, I write it. I hope so, because otherwise <laughs> I'll be proving myself wrong. I don't think and so, then, but uh, I love <laughs> snacks. <laughs> yeah, let me go. I'll go grab them. One sec. <laughs> Wow, I'm I'm intrigued. Now this is me being restrained because if I have a, <laughs> only it, half of it. it well, I know. I, I'm sorry. I <laughs> did, know. but but the, but that there's another. There, there, that's the enough said cookie, which is uh, my favorite thing. That's why I couldn't hold back. And then this is a the, their pumpkin chocolate Ooh. cookie. So and then also there's these two little cakes here that they are look like uh, ding dongs. Kind yeah, of. they're kind of like like uh, like reimagined uh, ding dongs. I love that. And they're uh, ra raspberry red velvet. So we can pause for a second too and just enjoy. Some cake, if you'd like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let me so, take another hit in my vape pen. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. For sure. That's what reminded me. Yeah. I, I had them on the tray, and I put them out there so I wouldn't forget. I am so down. Okay. Perfect. Hold, please. Yes. We'll be back in a moment after enjoying some lovely cake monkey pastries. Thanks, everybody. Part two of my chat with Landon coming soon. In the meantime, feast on all the delightful content available at Patreon.com/slash Craig and Friends. <laughs> 